0: Hi, right, good evening ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to a, another episode of the Rising Suns podcast. I'm here with my brother Luke. Hello and salutations everyone. And uh, today, um, as you can all see, it is that time of year, so Luke and I decided we're going to, you know... Do a little bit of a cliche topic this week, but you know, something that I think everybody can appreciate, and that topic for today will be Christmas movies. Yeah, so I know we're a bunch of uncreative hacks, but it's uh some on short notice before we're all on vacation. So we'll uh we'll have a better topic next year for our Christmas episode. So with our Christmas movies, uh, I will say with a caveat that you know, we're looking at the story of Christmas or Christmas related, not just in the background. So Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. All right. I don't know about that. Um, okay. I, yeah. I'm not really sure about that one. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we could have a whole episode on that conversation. However, if you guys wanted to vote in our audience, I believe you can go to Spotify and you can vote on whether or not you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. Yeah, is I think the this correct will be answer. The first poll of its kind. So you'll be contributing to uh, an historical uh, event. So please do that. But to uh, kind of narrow our focus, what movies we'll be talking about are a lot of movies that we had at our parish Christmas bazaar, because our parents were lucky to run what was called the movie room, where a lot of people <laughs> kind of stuck their kids while they went out and participate in the rest of the bazaar. And uh, for those of you that never heard of it before. Uh, kind of imagine it is like a lot of small time vendors, um, small businesses or whatnot a lot knick-knacks. and knickknacks, a lot, a lot of Christmas themed stuff. Kind of uh, like it's set up. in person. Yeah, yeah, really it is. Um, also with a really great dinner. Usually we had like a big pasta dinner, like spaghetti meatballs. Yeah. Lots of good spaghetti meatballs and lots of popcorn in the movie room. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was Some kids big, just like going there Martin's for the free popcorn. Bags. Remember that? Yeah, Maran's popcorn. If you that's guys ever seen that, get a bag if you haven't had it cuz it's it's pretty good quality popcorn. It is. We'll say the butter that's, flavor. That's really, coming from yeah. someone that doesn't like popcorn cuz how awful it feels in your teeth. Yeah, that they they do a real good job with the butter. Like flavor powder, whatever it is. It yeah, cuz it's not greasy, which is, it is impressive. So, wow. One of the movies we would always have every year, and it's always been a family tradition to watch, is Elf. Um, if for those of you that haven't seen the movie, it is a comedy that follows a man who is accidentally—I would say—kidnapped, but he was picked up by Santa Claus and brought to the North Pole, and, and since he was as an elf. raised as an elf. But then eventually he had to find out that he really wasn't an elf and he had to go find his dad. And he had to so. learn everything the, I wouldn't say the hard way, but definitely an interesting way. Yeah. And like, it, for if the off chance you have not seen this movie, um, remember everything Luke just said, this is like a G-rated, you know, all audience movies, and the main character is played by Will Ferrell. So just let that sink in for a sec. You know, like, it's funny, because when Elf first came out as a kid, and, you know, I saw it, and, you know, that was probably the first Will Ferrell movie that I remember, like, watching and seeing, because it's probably the first one that our parents let us watch, because looking back now, you know, Will Ferrell is not, like, an actor that you'd think would be playing in a, an all audiences movie, so I just thought that was, that's always been funny to me, how he was able to I'm I mean, you know, it was still funny. He was still will Ferrell funny, but obviously it was very it was very cleaned up if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And I it's crazy that. because he started in Saturday Night Live, and the first film in comedy from a movie perspective, and not just the show was Elf. so it's it's wow. like such a crazy shift that he did to go from. You know, those are pretty adult-related jokes, given it's Saturday Night Live. And then it goes to, like, yeah, 100% clean for the kids. But here's some jokes for you folks out there in the audience Mm -hmm. that are paying attention. Because there's a lot of slapstick, but the writing's good enough. Or (laughs) you pick up on either just the conversations as an adult. It's like, oh, (laughs) that's funny. Like Santa trying to tell Buddy the Elf what a peep show is, and it's not a surprise to look at gifts before Christmas. Of course, now we're in a day and age where I don't even think anyone knows what a peep show is below a certain age. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shows how old that movie is. It is. It's crazy. Came out almost almost 20 years ago, right? Yeah. 2004 or something? 2003. 2003. 2003. Yeah, Man, that we are crazy? One, uh, one year from the, the 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 twenty year mark. That's crazy. That doesn't it, feel like twenty years. I'll tell you what.
1: <laughs> and it also
0: feels like a movie we had ever since, like we like even back in Arizona for whatever reason. Like it just feels like that that is our childhood. That, I think that's our generation's Christmas movie. Like you know, our parents have, um, well, they have a Christmas story, but you know, we could talk about that a, a little bit later, but. You know, our generation, I think Elf is definitely like, that's our childhood movie, or Christmas movie. So I think that's pretty cool. And I think it's a really good representation of our generation because it's kind of going into the, like the lol random humor uh, that we're kind of known for and like, Generation Zs kind of like run off with like I don't even understand their humor anymore, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> some of the situations are really nonsensical. Uh, <laughs> like the snowball but, fight, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, <laughs> it's like I don't even know why guy. it's funny. That's the thing. Or just like just especially how it ends too. It's just like you it's just the last guy it. in the back. He's like, oh, <laughs> oh gosh. That was a good scene. And then like like Luke said, you know, yeah, when you're watching it, especially as a kid, a lot of these situations are just out there and random and they're funny. You know, as a kid you're like, wow, that's so ridiculous. Haha. But I was just talking to Luke about this. Watching some of those scenes as an adult watching uh this man in an elf costume like interact with normal people in a way that's strange. It's like it's like I you're almost like it's like uh for lack of a better term is it's like very cringeworthy and you're just like oh my gosh like if I actually like witness this happening like I don't know like what I'd do I'd probably be like really freaked out like uh, an example is when um <laughs> buddy first shows up to his dad's office and at first they all think he's just like some you know Christmas telegram themed elf guy who's gonna come up and sing a song and this dude he like enters in the office and he tells us this, this uh, older man he's like i'm your son you know and this guy like, and he wants me to sing a song now if that and i'm has, here now oh my gosh yes. and i love you i love you i love you yeah. and like cool. i said as a kid you just think that's hilarious. And it is hilarious. I'm not saying it's not hilarious, but now <laughs> as a grown up, not only do you think it's hilarious, but you're also like, oh my God, like, what if someone came and did that to me? Like, what you would I do? Walter's shoes. What shoots. would I think? You you're know? In, you're in Buddy's dad's shoes. I know. Like, it's crazy. What, what? I have empathy for him now. It's you kind know? of like the connection where a lot of us um, grew up like with, like, the SpongeBob, right? A lot of us saw life through example, the lens of spongebob and now it's like involved. we're squidward <laughs> exactly and it's 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 nuts because it's you don't realize it until it's too late and you're just like man that's pretty uh that's pretty crazy how uh, artists are able to capture that um phenomena so but yeah i, I think elf is definitely a, a great movie for uh for, for all ages. For all ages. Yes, thank you, Luke. Sorry. <laughs> I had a little short circuit there. No worries. That's why you got a wingman on the podcast. Exactly. Or co-host, I guess, is what they call them. But, you know, we like to try and think we're cooler than that. Yeah. So, that's our, let's say the, it's weird to say that our generations is elf. Given how large the gap is, because I'd say some of the older millennials would consider a Christmas story a part of their generation. No, um, I think you're definitely right. And I because can that too. What's interesting with the Christmas story for the folks listening is it actually was a flop. It was a commercial failure when it was shown in theaters, and it really only became like a cultural icon. When it started going through reruns, um, like by a rerun, you know that's just like any main television you watch. Like for instance, me and Wyatt watch Cartoon Network a lot, so you'd see a lot of like those age group, maybe like between seven to fifteen. You'd see any type of movies on that, or like Nickelodeon, which would show movies during certain periods of the programming, and then of course you have like your standard fare like AMC. Fox and whatnot that would also have just airings of movies throughout the day. And that's like when it really took off when it actually started going back on the air after I think three, four, maybe five years after the airing in the theaters. Yeah. Cause if you think about it, it was just an easy movie to just throw on the TV around Christmas time. And I'm sure it just kind of showed up on some like, you know, you know, regurgitated list of generic christmas movies and once it started uh having that resurgence of of screen time especially right around the holidays when a lot what a lot of people like to do is they just like to sit and watch christmas movies on network tv that's like because it it's like a nostalgic feeling so definitely it was definitely a, uh a lot of factors came together for that for that resurgence so that's that's definitely very interesting and I personally did not know that. So, that's awesome. Yeah, that was like just a fun tidbit I I looked at cuz I was curious to see a lot, lot of movies that we know very well of usually had a good a uh, commercial showing, but I I got into a like a research list of movies that we like now and are well loved but did not do well commercially. Like another one that's totally off topic is uh, It I'm sorry, not It. Um dang it, I'm sorry. John Carpenter's the thing. I don't know why I' thought of it. It was fine yeah. in the first release and the second release because of how popular the first release was. But um, yeah, John Carpenter's the thing. People then just really weren't interested. I think has part to do with the advertising. Um, we see a lot of movies nowadays. They just don't do well when they don't get the advertising. There's like a recent Disney movie that came out, like the journey to like Journey to the Center of the Earth," or Otherworld," I think is what it was called. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. I didn't even know about it until after it was released and just how much of a failure it is because no one knew about it. I don't know what the heck that is. Yeah, or that was I'm not, a but that's Disney like, guy anyway, but that's the thing, right? Usually with Disney studio being the brand that they are, uh, you usually hear about when Disney's animation studio releases a movie, you usually know about it, yeah. but, um, it's, it it just shows you that even like when someone that's well known and well liked generally and usually puts out stuff that people want to watch, uh, put something out, but there's no marketing behind it. it it's still flop. It's not gonna do well. Still flops. So you got you got to tell people about it, or people aren't gonna go to the theaters for it. Because especially nowadays, and after going through the COVID shutdowns, yeah, people won't go to the movies just because usually there has to be like a Certain movie that they're going to go towards. Now yeah. I say that, and we're probably going to go Christmas Day to do movies as our Christmas tradition and see what's there. But uh-huh. I, I but don't. I don't think that's the vast majority. Anymore. The average American consumer. No. And what's funny is with what happened to the Christmas story, I don't think that could happen again, right? Because oh, exactly. now no one watches network television anymore. You, you don't really have reruns. You're not just going to happen on a channel and you'll see what, the movie. What you what have to look now, for it. Though, is they, would just, they would just hype it up on a streaming service, you know? Perhaps, but I've I've never really seen anything that's not done specifically by that streaming services. That's um, what I'm saying. Like, they would have to get into that streaming service and then just get hyped up. Maybe, but the only thing that I've really seen that done is for stuff that already has a following, like when, uh, crap, I forget which service, uh, acquired, um, the office after it got off of Netflix, for instance, oh, Yeah, you know, that was a big advertisement. Yeah. It's Peacock. Yeah. That's, um, Xfinity's or Comcast for most of you folks. Uh, they made that acquisition. So, but like yeah, movies yeah. don't really even have that. Like, you don't say, oh, yeah, we acquired these so-and-so movies. It's usually always a TV show. You know what? Yeah, I'm sorry. I I, I think I'm misunderstood what you're saying. I was thinking of, like, a new movie, like, promoting a new movie. But you're – yeah, a a resurgence of an old movie? Yeah, Uh, yeah. That's definitely – I don't know if that could – no, yeah. I I agree because I think the resurgence of an old movie happening even back then was – not super probable either so i think it was definitely one of those situations where it's like i don't know if it can be replicated you know what i mean yeah it's it kind of lightning in the bottle and i i think the conditions for it were already slim then and it's like today they're non-existent so but uh let's go into the actual movie of a christmas story so if you guys haven't seen it it's uh much more grounded in the comedy, it's not as much slapstick and kind of like uh goofball scenarios like you would see in elf yeah, like this um, could happen like this could happen real people just <laughs> having a real christmas like for instance, you have um with one scene where they're at dinner and they hear the furnace go out, so then the dad goes downstairs to get it at work and and you just start hearing a bunch of like censored swears or like. Words that are used in set of swears, too. You hear that in the background and whatnot. And I remember the table is just kind of like trying to pretend that's not going on, but yeah. you hear a bunch of clunking and clanking. <laughs> that's so, you so know. funny. And um, it's definitely believable. Oh, yeah. I mean, who doesn't have that dad that, I mean, you don't blame him. It sucks that it's broken and you're trying to fix the dang thing and it's not wanting to work. I know it's just it's like a, a freaking human condition right there. <laughs> yeah, but then it has uh, it it has pretty funny scenes where it's like you go to the mall to go talk to Santa to tell you what you want for Christmas, and um, they don't want to be there. They're they're there to uh, especially the helper elves and whatnot to make their minimum sure, wage cash. job. They don't really want to be here with these it's snot nosed the kids. On <laughs> yeah. Kids getting scared, peeing ah, on Santa. Dang. Very They're disrespectful. They're just over it, man. And they've probably already been there for a couple of days now. Cause I don't think going like Christmas Eve or something, or I don't know. Uh, I think it's it's pretty close to Christmas because I know he's he's trying to make a last ditch effort to get the gift because both his parents, both his. Dad and his mom basically told him no in different ways. Spoil a gift for him? What? No, oh. I don't want to do that. Okay, right, Ma- cool. maybe for the one audience member that hasn't seen it, but I know. Yeah, um, I don't want to get too far into it. It's kind of kind of the tact of the story to be able to talk about movies without revealing the, I guess, the main underlying plot. Exactly. But there was one scene though where. The you got the main character and then his buddies at school. They're constantly getting bullied by these two kids. And it's it's just this tall kid. He had puberty first, so you know ginger. he grew taller. The ginger. Yeah, the ginger. Tall scary looking ginger. Yeah, he was pretty scary looking. Yeah. <laughs> but um, jerk. What happened is is this is a common thing. I I probably everyone has this story, at least one person they know. Yeah. or it's you, you bully the kid too long a kid just snaps man and just beats the shit out of the bully and, uh, and it's such a good scene and it's, what's what's and funny I, is at our parish christmas bazaar when we had this movie going um we had one of the church ladies that we we called the church nazi because boy was she very strict and she, she had to get her way if you die you're you're gone yeah. <laughs> I don't even say old school. She was this just going to get shut down. <laughs> yeah. She saw that because shut her granddaughter is the in there. Wasn't even watching the television, but she just saw it because the bully gets a bloody nose because he was getting punched in the face. And she's like, oh my gosh, this is so horrific. How could you show this to the kids? Very, and, so, quote unquote, very disturbing, apparently. <laughs> very disturbing images <laughs> being displayed in the in the children's movie room. And, like, it's the only... It's the only scene where violence even happens. Yes. Besides, like, so it's like a little answers. thing at the very end, but it's like... It, 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 she just happens to walk in on that. I'm pretty sure the movie is rated PG. If not G. I think it's PG just because of uh, some of the adult swears. Yeah. Um, I say quote-unquote swears, um, like some minor ones, because like it's... Like, damn? It's, it's... yeah. It's interesting how they categorize the severity of language. Oh, no, it it makes sense. There's definitely tiers of swears. You know what doesn't make sense? The fact that Mel Brooks' Spaceballs also got a PG rating. Oh, my gosh, yes. And they even even drop an F-bomb in that movie. Yay, dude! I don't know how that movie got PG. It's so ridiculous. get back here, you bearded bitch. Yes. <laughs> we'll see. That's not even a bad swear. No, it's, it's not. Even a bad swear. And, uh, and, and, and honestly, uh, they don't really have any like terrible swears. I mean, yeah, they say fuck like one time. That's well, and- the thing. Um, it, it, I think it really demonstrates you're a pretty good, uh, comedy, either performer or writer, if you don't have to rely on swears like when you have one it's a big like wham to the audience the fact that you used one Um, because nowadays i think people use it way too much and it's like yeah i don't know we're so desensitized to it 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 doesn't even really add a extra onus or like extra bam or pop to Uh, the joke a a comma yeah basically (laughs) yeah for the comma of comedy (laughs) um what was interesting though for the christmas story was the award um the father was so happy to win an award do you and to the audience here it's so gross it's 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 a net it's a it's a lady's leg in fishnet stockings Yes. and it and it's a lamp Yes. It's just a single leg. um, It's a pretty interesting choice for an award. So it's definitely definitely pretty funny. But have you ever won an award that like you were just so happy you got it to signify you're a winner? But everyone else is like, Why why do you have that? It's like nah man, it's it's it's, I've ever had an experience like that. I think I've like achieved in other ways that doesn't involve winning like a mail-in sweepstakes. So who has every every time you get a notice about that usually it's a scammer. That's like that's like another thing of a bygone era. I I don't even think we really ever phone call from the publisher clearinghouse the other day. And I'm like, are you really still playing this game? <laughs> oh, like I. I, w- I wish people didn't fall for that stuff. I feel really bad for the elderly folks that it's, usually it's are nuts. the prime targets. And it's like, think about it though. There was a bygone era where like that could randomly happen just because you had your a- name entered you know, months ago and then you get the phone call and you did win something. Yeah. Insane. And it's like nowadays it's like you're too stupid if you fell for that. <laughs> I know. I get with the times. Don't get scammed. Don't get scammed. Yeah, good PSA for our audience. If it's something Today's important, awesome. don't get scammed. Don't get scammed. Um, seriously though, if you ever have anyone saying they're from the government, whether if they're from the IRS or any other of the three-letter agencies, it's not real or important unless you get mail. It has to it has to be a letter in the mail. The government will talk to you via mail. Yeah. They're, they they sh- do not want to talk to you on the phone. <laughs> no. Yeah, you think you think a bureaucrat wants to waste his time talking to you? Hang up. Just hang up. And I will say this: or if you somehow still miss the mail, your social security number is going to expire. <laughs> have you gotten that crap before? I may have, but I <laughs> I've logged so many numbers with spam. They've actually filters out most of them now and usually the only things i get are stupid election notices when we're getting close to an election year um like this year and they don't stop dude And you get them from so many different states too oh and uh, yeah great christmas stuff we're talking about <laughs> scams yeah what <laughs> <But> it <laughs> it is important folks um <laughs> I, and i wanted to finish my thought if you do somehow manage to miss your mail, especially if you're someone like me, that you get most of your bills electronically and you only get, like, junk mail and you just automatically throw things away, a guy from that bureau will show up to your doorstep to talk to you. So you'll always at least have the man show up. And then if you ignore him, that's that's when the government gets angry. You're in, now you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> now it's my problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. So yeah, not that there's any like IRS agents or large-scale mail fraud in a Christmas story. <laughs> no. But it's definitely it's definitely a good movie. It's another quintessential Christmas movie. It is just uh, you know, depicts the the American middle-class Christmas. Yeah, there's really no better way to say it. It's not um It's not too high in terms of what the kid would like. It's definitely within reach, but it's also just relatable to what you had as a small uh, two to three kid family growing up. And I really do think it's honestly one of those movies where it's like... I I think it is timeless. Because it's like... It's crazy. I didn't even realize how... Or, or what year the movie took place in until maybe like the second or third time I watched it. Cause, like, it takes place in like the, like the 50s or 60s, right? 1940s. 1940. See? It's like you don't realize how old it is. And it, you know, it shows you now how much, despite how much has changed, you know, in the past several decades to se- like, um, I think a a lot more hasn't really changed, you know. So, I that's another thing that I think I think it will eventually be put in the uh, like the Library of Congress. I think it'll be archived there, hopefully. Because um, it's I just think it's like to to your point, it's so timeless, and that's why like it resonates a lot of people, especially after they started seeing it with the reruns. Like it's just people like fell in love with it. It's like, yeah, I, I get that. I relate to that. But yeah, I've I've had that happen. All right. We'll uh we'll shift our focus to a more um not as quite as crazy as elf, but uh definitely not what an average family would experience. Oh definitely of- oh yeah, this is definitely with a ninety 90- Christmas with a nineties twist. Yeah. So we're referring to the Arnold Schwarzenegger comedy and also featuring Sinbad,
1: Jingle <laughs> All the
0: Way. Oh so, my gosh. If you haven't seen Jingle All the Way, I'm pretty sure it's streaming on Hulu. Do it. We would highly out. recommend it. This is a movie that's kind of flown under a lot of people's radars because unlike A Christmas Story, it's, it definitely doesn't really get the reruns. and. Yeah, it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu, so <laughs> you have no excuse, folks. Exactly. Pretty sure I saw um, it on Amazon too. So probably have to rent it. hmm Because like with everything Amazon does nowadays, they got nickel-dime you on everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, they need more money. Yeah. yeah no, for, um, Jingle All the Way is definitely definitely a solid contender in um, essential Christmas movies. I'd say so for sure. Yeah, and it's really it's actually the movie our family would watch on a yearly basis with the video cassette tape I know, um the VCR remember, man. Like the actual cassette cover with Arnold Schwarzenegger's hands just up in the air like freaking out about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, for those of you that haven't seen it yet, you've all been in this situation. You've been told that either um, your kids or a close friend or a relative, they've been wanting a certain thing. They've, they've been telling you they want a certain thing. And especially for kids, it's like, they've been letting you know, can I please have this? You know, this is something mm-hmm. I like. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll get I'm to it. I'll get to parents. it. <laughs> and then, lo and behold, Christmas is like in a couple of days and you haven't gotten it. And then you find out the thing that they've been asking because for the whole time. Mattresses at the, at the mattress store. Racking in that that payday, dude. He's getting some kind of payday. You see the house he lives in in the movie? Oh yeah, he freaking runs a whole mattress store. He's doing good. (laughs) But um, the uh doesn't can't get it. It's all sold out because you know every kid wants that. (laughs) And um, sold out at your at the store right by your house. It's sold out everywhere. And this and is before freaking, you know, two-day prime shipping, too. This is back <laughs> from ordering something on the internet, meant you'd probably see it. You two might weeks. see it. Two weeks was nice. The same month. Yeah. Like, if you're lucky. And that's what you had to pay for shipping, too, to oh get to you in a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you paid for that experience. <laughs> and then, oh, my gosh. It, it's just absurd because – you have Schwarzenegger, who's known by this point for Terminator, Total Recall, a lot of Commando. like kind of serious sci fi, Commando, Predator, you know, big hunkin' Mr. Serious Macho Garden man. Cop. That wasn't out yet. Oh. <laughs> that came out later. As this I was. was this is his first time dipping his toe um, in the comedy. Governor of California. <laughs> That's also after this movie. <laughs> uh, Expendables <It's> cool. 3. <laughs> 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 that that movie can be kind of a joke. I, I don't know why they made a third one, but the first was one was. Was he in cool. the third one or was he in the second one? I thought he was in all three. Uh oh. I don't think he's in the first one. I'm not I'm not ready for this. Oh yeah, I know. We're going off script. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, let me let me check. Yeah, I thought he made a uh just a quick appearance because he, he made fun of him. Cause this is Sylvester Stallone movie, but yeah. uh they needed a call out to him to basically say, nah man, you're not gonna be in this movie. Luke, are you aware of Jingle All the Way to. I am. And after looking at the premise of it, I'm just gonna ignore it. I don't think it exists. That is a good <laughs> That is a good uh course of action because you know I, I, I was just googling it over here you know, the first jingle all the way. And I just see this come up and I'm just like, Ooh, that! I don't know if I want to accept that that exists. (laughs) Yeah. That's like, that's just an issue with any commercial title and Hollywood just being (laughs) bankrupt, creatively bankrupt. Shameless, a shame, absolutely shameless money squeeze. Apparently there's a Christmas story too. Oh my gosh, what's going oh, on with no. this world? Um, a that'll be a whole it. other episode of just awful, awful sequels, and like, why'd Roll you even bother? It. Oh wait, money, you thought there was going to be easy money, but then everyone yeah, said that it's, sucks. It's a shameless money squeeze. And it's so funny, because no matter how many times these shameless last-ditch efforts for some easy money are failed, are commercial failures... It, they're never gonna stop happening. <laughs> I know Isn't some crazy, some poor schmuck ends up going to watch them for whatever reason. Yeah. It's insane. It's like all those movies that, um, you know the the genre movie whole that whole line of movies. You know what I'm talking about? Uh no, you get like, like a like scary movie. Oh and my gosh! I they're funny. Like epic After movie, the first two movies, that's it because you know, it's just the the formula doesn't work anymore. genre movie exactly. And so, so, so like scary movie and scary movie two, like the first several scary movies, like were pretty funny. You know, like it wasn't obviously you know not a cinematic masterpiece by any means, but they were like funny, enjoyable. But like once you get to like the tenth different movie. Like, that's just the same bullshit regurgitated in a slightly different genre. It's like, when are you going to take the hint that's like, this is just, it's fucking garbage, you know? What I want to know is who went and saw all four of the Sharknado movies. I know, I want to meet that guy. Is I he like a Sharknado guy. super fan? Like, are you, is that a thing? Do you, Do you just like watching. Dumb movies while you're baked. Are are you real? Are you an android? We we, we have to know up. are you a bot? <laughs> like requiring <laughs> Minds would like to know. I know. So Yeah, we'll we'll get <laughs> you on the podcast. <laughs> we'll bring it doesn't you make on. any sense. Yeah. The segue back. Yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger was in all three expendables. Because he's, he's, he's a rival. He shows up, usually, but he doesn't take place because he's not in Sylvester Stallone's mercenary team. No. But he always gets a cameo, at least. Which then leads us back to <laughs> Jingle All the Way. And, oh my gosh, dude. They take, like, absurd scenes and really ham it up. Like, there's one scene in the movie where... <laughs> You have Sinbad, the mailman. He's the primary antagonist because he's also trying to get the toy for his son for Christmas. Exactly, and he's he also procrastinated and didn't buy the toy. Yeah. Like every so, other dad in America. He runs into Arnold at, I think, a diner where they're both kind of bonding over that. But then they both find out. Usually he's tagging along with Arnold to get the toy because he keeps finding a, like a last-ditch effort to get the toy. And he's tagging. Along. I was like, "No, I need that toy, man. <laughs> you don't understand. My kid, my kids aren't gonna get any presents if, if that's gonna be the only one." Yeah. And um, he gets cornered by, I think, I think it's the New York police uh, oh, yeah, in, in one of the buildings. Some, uh, what? Some, some police force? Uniformed. Oh, it's not. It's not in New York City. It's just in some American town. Oh no 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 no! It is in New York City. I'm just saying some some uniformed. Force, whether it's the New York Police or like, for some reason I thought like the FBI or something was chasing. They may have, um, because it's just because of all these antics, they really start drawing the attention themselves. Oh no, it's it's FBI and police because they're holding up the the uh, station, the radio station guy. I knew, I knew the FBI was involved. Yeah, this is becoming like a national security threat. You know only only Arnold Schwarzenegger can add a national security threat to a Christmas movie, so that's pretty um that's pretty impressive in itself. but um Arnold manages to get away, but Sinvan the mailman gets cut off, and a running joke in the film is he's been using the throwaway gag of i got I got a bomb. this package here is a bomb <laughs> it's, a, it's Apparently, mail bombs were a thing in the '90s or '80s. Back in the '90s, <laughs> people figured out, "Hey, we got the post office. We can put bombs in packages and mail them to people." So he's uh, he's trying Robert to do the work. It <laughs> didn't work. He's uh... so far they've they've all been fakes. Like they've just been other Christmas gifts, but with with the group here, it ends up being a real bomb. So as he's getting God. away, you see the cops get blown up, and you then switch to Sinbad as he's getting out of the building. He's like, oh, oh shit, that was a bomb. People are sick. There's sick people in this world. I know. It's so funny. He was good in that movie. <laughs> it's just... Oh my gosh. And One of my favorite, like, recurring jokes of the movie was that uh, nobody likes Booster. Nobody no, booster. so Probably the main toy, toy is a uh, like a superhero, kind of like Batman knock um, off Iron Man kind of. Yeah, that'd be that'd be the closest. And then imagine if Iron Man had a stupid animal sidekick that is just there okay. because animatronic dog. <laughs> and there's tons of that, you know. I mean, well, there's Booster. It's like no one wants that. Everyone wants to be Turbo Man. I know. No kid wakes up and is like, oh, let me get my Booster action figure. I'm trying to think of a, how an example would correlate. I mean, I don't want to say, I would think a Robin action figure would be better than a Booster one, but it's kind that's of a the thing. It's not idea. like a Batman Robin because it's more like a uh, Thundercats. You know, you got Lionel and then you got Snarf. No one wants a you fucking Snarf. <laughs> that's a that's a really good example because you know yeah robin's not batman but he's not like bad on no he's not even a comedy relief character he's usually capable in his own right and but you got snarf who's that annoying sidekick he's always there yeah he helps because the cartoon demands the joke character needs yeah, to help everyone, or like now a Jar Jar Binks kind of character. <laughs> no one ever looks up to that. It's like a kid yeah. would be like, "I don't want to be that guy. I want to be Jar Jar Binks. I want to authorize emergency powers in the Senate." <laughs> I just watched some some Star Wars this past weekend, so that stuff's <laughs> kind of like in mind. my head. But no, you I, made a good point, George Lucas. I, I don't know why you thought kids were gonna buy Jar Jar figurines. Kids don't yeah. buy the Joke characters. And, uh, and, you know, so... Oh, my gosh. I don't want to divulge into too much Star Wars talk. We'll definitely have a Star Wars episode. Oh, that is definitely... Me me, me and you are big Star Wars fans. Um, Oh, yeah, for sure. To the audience, just forewarning, we're going to dump on the Disney trilogy because, man, really, after The Force Awakens, I I don't know what they were thinking. I I don't even know if they knew what they were thinking. And it sucks because, like... I don't know, even just rewatching the prequels recently, really, like, I'm going to be honest, like, the prequels aren't, they're not terrible. They're just, no. they're just not as good as the originals. They had high expectations to meet, and they didn't they meet it. Did. and yeah, kind of like, imagine if you didn't I, have the I original trilogy, as Well, if you didn't have the original trilogy, it it's still a good trilogy on its own. Yes. Exactly. You can't say the same for the Disney trilogy. No, unfortunately. And it just sucks because like I really I liked number 7 when it when it first came out and I really wanted it to be just consistent. You know, if if cuz you know, uh, you know, obviously a lot of people don't think 7 was groundbreaking and I really don't think it was groundbreaking, however, I still thought it was a great you know, modern take on Star Wars, but if they could have just kept the movies like consistent, like if they were all just like solid B pluses for all of them, that would yeah. be fine. instead of like you know what happened. But what <laughs> we're already divulging a lot of time to Star. Wars. Oh, okay. It's all right. It's all right. It's actually a great way to end because if you want to treat see a truly awful. Star Wars movie that no one likes in any any way at all. Are you talking the about Star that? Wars Christmas special. yeah, 1978. It's very oh, hard right to in. see the original footage. So I would Do recommend they have it? Well, on Disney Plus. I'm not sure. I, that would be a cool oh, place you know to what? check. I'm about to look that up right now. It's called but Star A good Wars. analog snapshot at the train wreck that is that Star Wars movie. Is the look up John Tron Christmas special, Star Wars Christmas. It's That's funny. <laughs> He's good. It basically shows most of the film anyways that you need to see. But my gosh, I don't I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah, it's 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 not on um It's not on Disney Plus. It's because they want you to forget it even exists. That's how awful it is. That's how bad it is. They should just own up to it. And it's not like Disney even made it. They should honestly have it to show, hey, remember how crappy Star Wars was before we took over? You know, like they could even spin it to that. So it's kind (laughs) of. I don't know. I think that would just. Like, they should just own it, you know? Like, yeah, we did this. This was a thing, but. (laughs) I know, they have stuff that's plainly racist on their Disney catalog. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They're not willing to put the awful Star Wars Christmas special. Now, they have a Lego Star Wars Christmas special, I think, that they just made. Well, that's probably at least decent. It's hard to mess up Lego. Yeah. At least this point in time. Though, I'm sure Disney would find a way at the moment because they're they're trying to crash and burn. Anyways, Christmas Disney special... And I hope you all have a nice Merry Christmas, a happy Hanukkah. I don't think anyone celebrates Kwanzaa, but if if you do and you're listening have to this a happy podcast, one of those too. Have a happy Kwanzaa. Have a and happy you know, any holiday, uh, uh boxing day, that's in Canada, I think. Canada, so you resend oh. the packages you don't want. Yeah, New Year's Eve, that's a good one. People <laughs> celebrate New Year's Eve more than New Year's. Yeah, well, New Year's is just a hangover. (laughs) It's just the recovery day. Well, I will be out water skiing because I'm a crazy son of a bitch with the water ski club. We've been doing that for this will be our third year. So that's intense. Send me your well wishes. I hope I don't freeze because, man, that water's cold. So. Yeah, I'll probably be on the road at that point. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully everyone will be off the road in the bar. Yeah, fingers crossed. I don't know. So, well wishes to everyone here. I hope you're enjoying the ride so far, and we're looking forward to talking to you all again in the new year. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of ideas lined up, so definitely no shortage of uh, a rising sun conversation. So, like Luke said, I hope you all enjoy your preferred holiday and have a great new year.